Well, ladies and gentlemen, how are you? My name is Rob Howden. I think we're good to go. I am producing this broadcast, not just hosting as well. David Cole not able to be here with us today. But welcome to another edition of our face-to-face -face here on the EKN YouTube channel. We're also streaming it on uh, Facebook as well. This is going to be a really interesting one, kind of one of our first roundtable editions of the face-to-face. -face. And today we're going to be talking all about Texas karting. And over my 20-something years in the sport, from the magazine through to ecartingnews.com, I've, I've always enjoyed, number one, going to Texas to, to the events because there's just a passion for the sport down there. And I think we always see on the national level so many unbelievably talented racers coming out of the state of Texas. The competition's so good there. Uh, lots of champions in the Supercarts USA, USPKS, IKF, you name it, whatever it is. Uh, for anywhere from Jordan Musser, you go back to the other days uh, with guys like Kyle Martin, of course, Jake French. Uh, Colin Lynn, the Texas Tornado. There's always a bunch of great guys. Trevor McAllister, of course, as well. We'll talk more about that as well. Uh, let me jump on here. And if you have any questions, let me pop that out there on uh, Facebook and, and, and uh, YouTube. If you have any questions, feel free to drop them in there as well. Let me get things dialed in. All right, let's. I got a bunch of great guests, and that's the cool thing. We, 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 we kind of did a cross-section of industry, track owners, racers, and uh, as well, guys, uh, our, our young lady, actually, who actually runs the regional program, Brittany Lobaugh, joining us from the Texas Sprint Racing Series, Rod Clenard, a racer most people know nationally, but also working very hard in Waco, Texas, at the, at the heart of Texas Karting Club. Alan Rudolph, the veteran, the ambassador of the sport, who, uh, of course, has the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy at Speed Sports Racing Park, and Mark French, uh, who has full gas motorsports and, of course, has been the tuner for his son, national champion and national level driver, Jake French, for many years. Let's bring them in. Four guests coming in today. There's Rod, there's Alan, there's Brittany, and there is Mark. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Rob. How's it going? There we go. Uh, again, uh, three o'clock, what, 3.02 in Texas. I appreciate that afternoon time. Again, we'll let me jump over to the comments. So I'll be ready to go if anybody does ask any questions of any of our guests here today. Uh, we're talking Texas karting, and the cool factor is I've, I've had a chance to be, be down there over the last number of years to, to a bunch of big races, national races, regional club, whatever it may be, but I feel like there's another really kind of big surge coming in Texas. It's really all over the sport, all over the country. I think we saw what happened after COVID, uh, and Mark, I'll start with you because I know that you're really big time into it. We saw, you know, after COVID that we were all locked uh, up for four months missing our sport and all of a sudden when we all came out everybody went crazy that the sales numbers were massive everybody buying stuff supporting the sport but man from from the foundation through to regional national racing everybody went went racing again and, and you and i had so many conversations about how things went you launched full gas motorsports your program with burrell art that you know working as a dealer and a distributor for psl and it was gangbusters for you and I, early on i think that speaks a lot to what's going on club level racing and I know you're on the ground. So let, let's start with you first. What are your feelings on, on how things are club racing wise, the foundation of the sport in Texas? It, it's uh, for us in North Texas, it's, it's really big. It's, it's been crazy. You know, like you said, I started the, the cart shop in 2019 and, and uh, with COVID and everything and hitting in 2020, I, I was like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I probably shouldn't have done this, <laughs> right. you know, and, just, uh, you know, when I'm as a family trying to save money and put things back and not sure what the future is, people are buying carts left and right. It, it was just it was out of control, to be honest with you. Um, and it was that way across, you know, pretty much everything that uh, from automotive stuff and that kind of thing. So, no, it was a very, very successful year. And, and the club is thriving here in North Texas. And it's it's big. Let's talk about that. You, you and I talk every once in a while about how things are going at, at North Texas. You know, you're on the ground. And one of the beauties, I think, of the sport, and you and I mentioned this when we talked earlier uh, this week as well, there's a lot of really good good shops that come out to to work at, uh, at at North Texas. And that's key, right? Having the shop there. Of course, Alan's got a shop with Speed Sports at Speed Sports right there, trackside. Um, but to be able to have you there full gas, it's, you know what? I, I go back to when I first started karting. To have that club, to have, to have that shop there, whether it's a kind of trailer or he's got a brick and mortar, whatever it may be, you bring so much knowledge and obviously the inventory of parts. But can you talk a little bit about how you feel it's been to have you there? Of course, Core Karting is there, Kart Racing Solutions there as well. There's a lot of good people at, at North Texas Carters. And mm -hmm. it seems to me you being trackside, you've really been able to bring a lot of people into the sport. Yeah, my, my shop's a little bit uh, unique because I don't have a team. Um you know, pretty much I support anybody. We call it the Texas Red Army. So 
anybody that's on a red card or Ricardo or, or Leclerc, uh, I support them. And so for me, I I'm at, I'm there to help everybody. I mean, you don't have to be on a Charles Leclerc. I mean, I sell all parts, chains and sprockets and everything yeah. to help, help anybody. But you know, my, my thing is for me, when I, when Jake and I first started at NTK, there was one, one cart shop, but there was really no one to, to help us understand, you know, to get faster and, and to help someone. And so that's kind of where I, I fall in not having a team. I walk around the pits. I'm constantly trying to help people get faster. And again, it doesn't have to be on a Burrell. It'd, it'd be nice if they were on a, on a red cart. But um, the, the thing that I see is people get frustrated. They can't figure th- something out. They can't go fast. And, and they're not there the next weekend. And then they're not yeah. there the next weekend. And then their stuff's for sale. So I, I try to intercept that and, and get them to where they need to be and, and help them. And if they want to go to the regional, then, you know, there's plenty of teams out there that, that can help them. And I think that that kind of speaks volumes to w- those of us have been in the sport for a long time. We kind of forget what those first six weeks were, right? Those first uh, races, <laughs> that first season when you don't know what to do, you don't know rear width, you don't know tire pressures, you don't know what gear to go to. That's there's just so much to learn. Once you get in it for a while, it becomes more you know you're you're used to it. But man, the very start, it just takes someone a little guiding, you know, a little helping hand, right, that to, to put them in the right way. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and it's, about, it's, it's anything, yeah. just like you said, air pressures, all that stuff. So it's, and it's ever changing, you know. I mean, what about I, other, other tracks as well, Mark, that you've been to? Are you seeing the same kind of growth, the same kind of excitement at some of the other maybe club tracks that you, I know you, I know you, you go to NTK a lot, but I know that you've, you've traveled to some of the other tracks as well. No, absolutely. It's, it's all the way across Texas. And, and Alan will speak to a little bit about his track. And, and I know Katie uh, down there is doing well. You know, Rod is really putting in a lot of work in, in Waco. So uh, it's it is across Texas in general that it's it is picking up quite a bit. Alan, let's come to you. And, and obviously, you're a different facility in terms of every, everywhere else. In fact, that the fact that you have the rental car track there that runs for the public as well, and I know that area around Speed Sports, all the hotels that are going to be going up, it's, it's just going to get more and more traffic there. Uh, can you talk about how the, the growth of the actual club? at at speed sports i know it's not designed for you know it wasn't designed that you don't you don't hang your your business off a club you have you know the, the alan rudolph racing academy you've got the rental program the track is obviously available but how has that club grown for you are you seeing kind of the same thing that maybe mark and everybody is seeing at ntk uh well being a new facility it's hard to say what the growth was really like yeah. i know that there's a lot of new people that we brought in um you know, I mean, there's several hundred people that come through here and ride our rental carts a, a week. And if I could just convert, you know, a handful of those, you know, to become racers, I mean, that's really the goal. And so we've done that, um, not to the numbers, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of people that are interested. They look at, wow, what's going on on the other side of the fence? Yeah. But to actually then jump in, you know, and, and do a school, the school's picked up a lot. Um, and just the cart racing experiences, I call it just these guys that are from the rental cart track wanting to just experience a thrill, something faster, rental, something faster. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. But to then convert to spending, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten thousand bucks or whatever the number is on a, on a new cart package is, is a whole nother step, you know? And so while there has been those that have converted over, it's not the masses like you would think. Uh, but all the same, it's kept our club strong. It's kept our, and I say club, I, I can I include Katie in our club in the fact that we kind of run together. We go there, they come here. Um, it's really the greater, greater Houston series. Greater Houston right? series. Yeah, yeah. We've been doing that for a few years, but uh, we're actually not going to do that next year um, because, well, I kind of did a poll on some customers and, and, having another series just to have another series didn't really make sense. Yeah. Um, and you're not, and you're like, not really, you're not really a club series anyways. You're a track series, right? It's not a club. Yeah, you, correct. you're a track that runs a I'm series. A track, that's a, bit, that's a track, little bit of a difference. It's yeah. a totally different deal than, yeah. than the club mentality at Acadia yeah. or in TK or whatever. Um, so next year we're going to have a series. Katie's going to have a series and, and I have customers that want to still go to Katie. So we'll do that. Um, but I don't, you know, just having the greater Houston in addition to the club doesn't really make sense. It's too much racing. It goes back to the too much racing thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Like, you know, if you, there are 10 races, my 10 races, another greater Houston series, and then Brittany's five races and our team goes to USPKS and who knows what, all of a sudden my calendar is completely full and it's just yeah. too much. That's it. That's it. Uh, I, know, I know one of the things, we'll, and we'll kind of talk a little bit about you starting your own kind of team. I know that's not something you were planning on doing, but it just kind of happened. You yeah. know, guys, 
young young kid come in. They're you know they they you're their teacher, you're the coach. Well, hey, we want to race with you wherever we go. So, speed sports racing team kind of grows up there as well. I know that when it started, it was a lot of youth. The other young kids were with you. And that's really one of the things I think we always look for, right? The growth of the sport is great. But if we have more drivers in micro and mini cadet, kid cart, whatever it may be, is good. What do you see in uh, in terms of the youth karting at, at the track series at Speed Sports? Is it pretty solid right now? Um, well, I know, I know what ebbs and flows in different places. Yeah, right? it's, it's an interesting time yeah. because at the beginning of the year, there, there was literally 17 kid cards lined up on the grid one time. And <laughs> wow. I don't even know where they came from. <laughs> and then, but now we're towards the end of the year is four and I don't okay. know where they went. Um, and so I was hoping that those, they would move into cadets and the cadet, yeah. well, now all of my cadet kids are moving on. So the cadet class is getting smaller while juniors <laughs> are getting bigger. So you're right. Yeah. It's this flow, you know? And, um, so I, you're, we do need more cadets. We need more kid carts getting in. Um, that's really where it starts. I, I mean, every single week, pretty much for the last couple of months, I've done a kid cart class. Um, new kids, you know, getting in and, and the majority of them are buying go-karts or trying to find a go-kart to buy. So that's really what needs to continue to happen is just, you know, these little kid that's cart it, right? We pause our face-to-face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Jensen Button, Jasper Stoppen, and Roman Grosjean. All former techno kart drivers and champions. Get ready, America, for the techno kart invasion. Formed in the 1970s, the Italian manufacturer has new representation in the U.S., and they're already winning races and championships. Techno Kart USA is owned and operated by top national masters drivers Lauren Tumardan and Christian Vomir, and they are focused on building the new techno kart dealer network. The Technocart line hits all the different engine platforms in American karting, beginning with the TR28 Special for four-cycle racing. The TR30 is Techno's chassis for 100cc and 125cc tag competition, and we also have a TR Cadet and Kid Kart for the drivers coming into the younger age groups of the sport. In 2021, Technocart USA will be attending the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour, United States Pro Kart Series and Route 66 programs, the Rock the Rio and Scusa Super Nationals in Las Vegas, and will continue to support our home track, the Badger Kart Club. Race-winning arrive-and-drive programs are available, and kart shops interested in adding a new quality chassis to their lineup should contact us today. Be sure to follow Technocart USA LLC on Facebook and Instagram. Motor mounts are critical to producing 100% of the power your engine has to get you on the podium each and every time. Odenthal Racing Products provide the best motor mounts in the karting market today. Odenthal Racing Products is a family-owned and operated business with decades of karting experience, providing products with unmatched quality and value for the karting market. Our newest product is the Pro Series mount for two-cycle engines, available in 0, 5, and 8-degree angles, providing a rigid structure to help keep vibration to a medium with fins underneath to help dissipate heat off the engine. Our four-cycle EZ set is one of the most popular mounts for the Briggs & Stratton 206 power plant. Multiple mounting holes provide the most adjustability depending on your chassis and seat placement. To ensure a tight fit to your chassis, ORP wedge clamps get the job done, featuring a number of updates to its design for a lower profile and lighter weight. The clamps are available from 28mm to 32mm in both standard and Euro sizes. Head to OdenthalRacing.com and find a dealer near you. Odenthal Racing Products, made in the USA. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer with IP karting that includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports provides in-depth driver development for those racers in Northern California and across the country. Arrive and Drive services, cart preparation, and driver coaching are available under the LEM tent throughout the season. 
Bell's record of working with drivers includes recent victories at North America's biggest karting events, including the Rock the Rio and the Scusa Super Nationals. Greg Bell's knowledge for building engines spans two decades and is now under the Mega Power branding, providing reliable engine service and tuning knowledge. No matter the chassis brand, choose Mega Power to get to the front. Click over to LeadingEdgeMotorsports.com for more and find them on social media to stay connected. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Exactly. We've got we've got an amazing cross section here right now because obviously NTK has been around forever, right? A member owned club that has been strong for many years. Of course, Alan, you know, getting getting speed sports built a new track, like you said, doesn't have that history and kind of building that that track series. And then Rod, let's come to you right now. This is the opportunity to chat with you here because I know we we know Rod Clenard from being a top you know national driver in terms of master shifter racing. You know, you're you're a guy that's you know, had a national plate before, so you got a lot of experience in the sport. And then you know. You're from Waco. There's the Heart of Texas uh, series, uh, our track there. And it's something that it – tell me a bit, how did you get into it? Because obviously this is something I, – I I didn't know a lot about it. It's obviously a smaller track uh, in Waco, Texas. It's been around forever, as you have told me. Uh, give me a little bit about the background, how you have got into it, and what's kind of going on right now, a resurgence at that facility. Well, the way I got into it is a guy brought a go-kart to where I worked, and uh, I asked him, I said, hey, what is that? And it was an old Monza chassis with a Rotex 125 Max on it. Okay. Yeah. I ended up buying it, and they told me where a track was. I couldn't find it. I finally found it, and it was the, the heart of Texas track. Okay. So I started racing there back in 2013, I think it was. And uh, from there, I learned about the history of the track, and it was built in 1959 by Jack N. Peck. And uh, he, he ran into a guy that he worked with, at Mercury Tool, which is right there on the grounds. And the, the guy was working on the weekend at Mercury Tool making a go-kart for his daughter. And he, and he liked it, and he started making chassis, and that was how the Hornet chassis got started. <laughs> That's amazing. So then he built the track to test the chassis. So there was Mercury Tool and then the track literally right behind it, and that's where he would uh, do all of his work. So, so you, guys, that, you guys, yeah, you, and you guys have a group of people right now that are really kind of trying to refire everything at the club, right? Yeah, for sure. Me and five or six other guys really grabbed a hold of the track. It was in bad condition, money-wise and personnel-wise. And uh, we got a hold of it. And right now, we really have a great group of core members that are doing a great job. I'm super proud of them. A lot of them, I would say 70% of them are first-year, second-year racers. They've learned a ton. It's about racecraft, position, that kind of thing. That's awesome. So it's just starting from literally the ground working up. And, and we talk a lot about, you know, we use our hashtag Operation Grassroots. That's really what this is right now for you guys. It's it's for essentially sure. the majority of the categories are all the Briggs 206, right? For sure. For sure. We have basically four classes, kid, cart, uh, juniors, seniors, and open. And the open is usually like a Leopard or an X30 or something like that, 125cc and under. And, and you and I had talked before. You got you guys aren't that far from Austin and Dallas, so you you were saying that you had you had some actually pretty solid events this year where you had some people coming in from those different tracks and different areas. They were actually coming to race with you guys as well. Huge events for Waco. I mean, I, I know yeah. in my little world it was huge, <laughs> yeah. but it was it was crazy. We were scrambling just to get corner workers, and you know you can you can give a flag to somebody and just tell them to go out there and, and flag, but you got to teach the flagman, you know, what yeah. to do. Don't. You got to wave the flag. Don't undo carts until all the carts are by and that sort of thing. You don't want them running out on the live track trying to undo a cart. And get, That's it. You get That's smoked. It, right? Yeah. Now, now, Rod, you've been in the sport for quite a while. Now you said 2013. You've done a lot of national level racing. Um, are you feeling the support from around Texas in terms of you know people wanting the, the heart of Texas program in Waco to kind of grow? Do you, you, you feel like kind of part of the family, and can you feel that momentum overall? For sure, for sure, yeah. absolutely. Texas is is a brotherhood almost. You know, if you're from Texas, you're a Texan. You know, and it's yep. you, you really yep. do feel that absolutely. 
That's awesome. Okay, Brittany, let's come to you right now because obviously um, I'm always a big fan of the pyramid of carding, right? That foundation level, which is the clubs. Then you have the regional level. You have to have strong regions. That's where the top drivers from all the clubs go head-to-head at the regional level. Then the top regional level drivers able to go national level racing. That's that's it, When it all works, that's how it works. But but you guys have had a fantastic season with the Texas Sprint Racing Series. I know you got a good co- connection uh, you know, with the IKF and with, with SCUSA and all the program. Just tell me a little bit. Just give me a little kind of synopsis of how strong the Texas Sprint Racing Series was here in 2021. Well, 2021, we had some of our biggest numbers, especially our K senior class. I mean, we had over 40 um, in, I think, two of our events this year. Wow. Uh, at NTK, I think we started 39 carts in the final um, this year, which I, I believe they said if it wasn't a track record, it tied with a track record from a Rotex final that wow. you know they had years ago. That's massive. And I, and I think the bet was if anyone, if everyone was going to make it through turn one and <laughs> they, incident free, it was per, it was like everyone was on the they, expecting something big, and it was like amazing. Yes. yes. They, in fact, I have a picture from turn one on my wall right over here um, because we all like held our breath and prayed like as they were going around. And in the picture, you can literally see every single person that's not on the track standing at the fence watching the race because that we're all like in awe. How the hell did they make it by? Uh, good for uh, them. That's, I that's mean, fantastic. it was incredible. Especially um, at Denton. Oh my God. That, that's what I'm tight. saying. So that's good. You know, it was, um, it was incredible. So we, um, and at speed sports, I, I believe we had 44 entered there. So um, it's, we're hoping and expecting that next year is bigger and better. And um, you know, with our KA classes, the juniors, um, I think there's a handful of juniors moving up to senior. There's, a few cadets I know that are moving into junior. So I think that a lot of these classes are going to be stacked next year. Now, Brittany, um, a, a question I would have is, is you know, you, you would talk about KA being super strong. When you look at the other classes that you have, what are the, what are some of the other ones that, I, that, that you would say, Hey man, these are really strong. Or like you said, we're going to see more people moving up. What, what are the other big classes you have? Cause you run, you run both two cycle and four cycle, correct? Right. So there was a few things that you'll probably see next year with us is a few classes sort of fell off this last year and a few gained momentum. So we actually had a really strong kid cart class again this last year. Um, I, I, I want to say we had an average of eight to 12 every race, um, which is darn good for that age. That's group. fantastic. Yeah. Um, fantastic. And I know some of them are moving up, but there's, some like we we got a trickle of newbies at every event so i fully expect it to still be a good showing next year um and then um let's see the 206 we lost some of our 206 masters they've moved in okay so they um so they you know we lost some of our 206 masters so some of the classes that we really didn't have big entries in we um unless there's a major change we probably won't have them on our roster next year makes sense um so we were kind of doing away with the x30s we want to really build that ka class x30 it seems to still be doing well at the national level but K is just more reasonable and affordable to run at the regional level. So, so Mark Trailer is asking a question here. I'd love to see some X30s get back out to TSRS. Is there a thought? Is there a potential? Would, it, would there be room for it if people wanted to do it? Yes. So there's definitely still room for some of these classes that we've seen fall off, but um, but we really need to make sure because a lot of people will be like, we want to run this. We actually had an X30 class in our final uh, event in Amarillo. Okay. But, you know, I really need people to be signing up for the season and talking to me because, you know, if I don't have seven to 10 committed for the season, you have five at the first race and you slowly trickle to one or two. And yeah, that's it. And it's, yep. it's not really fair to the people that really want to be there when the others are just in it for one or two, you know, events of the year. Um, so there's definitely always the option to bring back some of these classes with interest. Uh, but in the past, I've seen with us that if, if it dies, it's much, much harder to get it brought back the following year. So people have generally already, 
traded in their engines and, you know, are on board with the new program. And that, and that's what happens, right? The, the regional series is designed to reflect what's, what is big at all the clubs, right? And a lot of clubs don't have an X30 category, right? They're going to have that KA and that's uh, obviously we've seen so much out of the KA that's been big. Um, Brittany, I have to believe that um, as this thing grows and grows, we've seen it on the national level, it's going to start trimming down some of the tracks you can actually go to because obviously with the big, with the big haulers and everything, what's the schedule going to look like next year in terms of where you guys are going? I, I don't, I don't know that I printed it out. Tell me where you guys oh, are going for okay. next year and, and obviously some issues with, with, with the size of the paddocks, right? Yeah. You know, we unfortunately have outgrown several tracks that we would, you know, like in the beginning, Waco was one of the tracks on the schedule when we first started. Um, but it's been several years since we could really fit there, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, um, Rod, I don't, Rod, I don't think you could put 40, 40 uh, KAs on that track, could you? We could, we could try for sure. We could try. <laughs> <laughs> Brenda, keep going. I, I, I would have a whole lot more prayers for that race, I think. Right? <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, so our first event is going to kick off in NOLA like we have the last two years. So um, we have lots of room there. Um, our next race will be in Speed Sports, uh, which, you know, last year was a was a packed event. Um, and we've gotten creative with our passenger vehicle parking and, and things like that. But we'll um, continue to manage. And yeah. I've got some other ideas how to better use some of the space and things like that. But um, you know, we're going to do our third race at NTK, um, which last, you know, we're hoping we moved it a little further into June. So we shouldn't have our, our rain issue like we did last year. Um, and we'll be in Amarillo back in uh, in August next year. And our final event in September, we are still, um, well, I'm pretty sure I know where it's going to be, but I'm waiting just a little bit longer to announce that one. Copy. All right. Uh, here's a question right now. Jake Phillips is asking, would uh, like to see more regional series offer the Rock VLR class along with the KA100? Is that something you guys have considered at all? I, I know it's more of an IAMI IKF program, so I don't know that Rock that the VLR fits in, but uh, is there, I don't even know, Mark, you can, maybe you guys can talk about it. Is there, is there a VLR component? Is there, is there guys with engines down in Texas? You know, right now, I know there's a couple tracks that are that are running a little bit of rock stuff. Yeah. Um, but right now, being an IAMI series and that being where we get a lot of our prize packages and things like that, yep. um, I, I'm not ready to add in any rock stuff. Um, and, you know, really, a lot of our regional and club level, level drivers, as far as I know, um, aren't running the rock engines as much in Texas, just because we don't run it as a regional series. And that's, um, again, that's what a regional series is supposed to do, run the classes that are run at the clubs, right? right? I know a lot of regional series break, break off and run, done, do something different, and then they have their own deal. Well, they're not really then a regional series, right? You get, the regional series is supposed to draw from the clubs, which I think you're you're on there for sure. Right, so, you know, and there's a few other, other things. Um, you know, just when you start adding different engine packages to classes, it makes it much more difficult to maintain, you know, consistency in the class, right? Like you have to change weights and different. There's so many to make sure that everybody's on the same page and that the racing is competitive and fair for everybody, um, that it just becomes a lot more difficult to keep that. Yeah, indeed. Hey, Mark, let's Mark French. Let's get you. You're on mute right now. You want to get yourself off a of mute there? <laughs> yep. I'm mean, a boy. Uh, one thing you and I talked about today, because I want obviously the regional program with, with Brittany's great. We'll come back and ask a little more about 2022. But one of the other things going on, Alan, of course, you know, with Speed Sports was huge to have that track there. There's a couple other tracks that are being built. I, I know that you mentioned when we talked earlier, there's a track down in San Antonio that's kind of a rental facility right now, but could potentially move into uh, to, to racing again. And then we, we may see kind of DKC, the Dallas Karting Complex, come back in stronger terms because I know that there's some uh, construction going on there to actually separate and have a rental car track and a competition track like Alan has at Speed Sports. What are your What are your thoughts on the growth of karting in terms of a couple of different facilities like this, uh, Mark? We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. Are you ready to step up your game? If so, joining the Rawlison Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. 
Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. We work with all age groups, and we're focused on developing cadet and junior drivers who are ready to take the next step in their racing program. Rawlson Performance Group has set a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in both IAMI and rock competition. We also have the largest OTK inventory that follows our race team, providing trackside parts at all the major events in North America. RPG also offers multilingual support with French, Spanish, and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawls Performance Group. We race to win. It all started in 1994, when former successful kart driver Albino Perilin decided to move his passion for karting from the track to his small workshop. That's when Perilin was born. Fast forward 20 years and Perilin's passion for the sport led to the company rejoining international competitions as a factory team in WSK and CIK FIA races, with the aim of enhancing the research and development process, immediately achieving notable results around Europe North America and Asia, becoming the CIKFIA Asia Pacific KZ champion in the same year. Parallel USA is North America's source for Parallel products, and we run a factory team at all of the major Supercarts USA and Rock Cup USA events. The Parallel chassis lineup for 2021 includes the Invader Shifter, the Le Mans Tag Single Speed Chassis for Junior and Senior Classes, and the 28mm Mini Cart for the Cadet Classes. Carolyn has been winning races all over the world, and it's on top of the podium in the USA as well, with drivers like Kai Sorensen, Mateus Arjuela, and Alessandro de Tullio. Get on the chassis that's winning. Drive a Parolin. For more information, head to ParolinUSA.com. You can buy all the latest and greatest products on the market. But when you're karting to win, it boils down to one thing. You, the driver. Gain the knowledge and abilities by investing in yourself at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. And you'll find those extra tenths of a second you need to put yourself on the podium. The school was established by Supercarts USA Hall of Fame driver Allen Rudolph with decades of victories and championships in multiple forms of the sport, including other disciplines of racing. Allen Rudolph Racing Academy, located at the Speed Sports Racing Park in the metropolitan Houston area, is designed to teach driving skills at all levels. The instructors of the academy have decades of racing experience and educating drivers of all ages. Classes at the academy will teach the concepts and skills needed both behind the wheel and off the track. From the beginning kart racing experience and intro to karting courses, to their advanced one-day and two-day courses and karting clinics, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can improve the skills of any driver. For more information on the specific programs that the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy can provide for you, head to speedsports.com and click on the Racing Academy page. Be sure to follow the Academy on social media by searching for Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Yeah, and it, MSR, and MSR too. Yeah. You talk about MSR. Let's bring that up too, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Dallas Karting, I can tell you, I, I know it's been in the work for quite a long time, but it is construction is happening, and uh, and they've got bulldozers and things are going on. So it it's a it's going to be a hot one for sure. You know, those guys over there do a good good time with uh, with the rental carts. I mean, it's insane the amount of rental yeah. carts that they they do there. So yeah. Now having two separate tracks, I think it'll really attract more uh, club level guys to to go there and and be able to uh, participate. And then there are two tracks they'll be able to join together, so wow. they can have a super track, if you will. 
Um, what about what about San Antonio? What what do you know about the San Antonio facility? Uh, Larry uh, Scross, I think is his name. He um, it's a rental track right now. It's pretty small. I think it's kind of like it reminds me of uh, when I've seen the picture of it, it reminds me of Rock Island. So I think it's uh, all lefts and then maybe one right or something. Okay. It's pretty small, but I know that he's built a beautiful facility there uh, with the intent of going bigger. Uh, and having some club racing there. I think he's actually right. going to start doing some club racing just on the track he has. Okay. Um, but it's a it's a really, really nice place. And then right there in San Antonio, which is which is a hotbed, you know, it could be potentially be a, a big, big revenue stream for Carney. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, Austin Henry saying the same thing. What about Crescent? You and I talked yeah, so, about that a little bit, right? Yeah, so Crescent, um, I, I've been involved with quite a bit. Um, I have a uh, satellite uh, location there with 11 Motorsports, their Burrell Art dealer, Ricardo. And uh, they've built a big 5,500 square foot shop right there on the racetrack. But unfortunately, uh, the facility just isn't finished. The track is, I'd say, 80%. Um, you can drive on the track when I say uh, the other 20% is basically just safety stuff uh, that they need to clean up. But the track is drivable. I know that they, uh, the 11 Motorsports guys, they rent carts there. Um, and not rental carts, but actually full-size carts, any, anywhere okay. from a baby cart all the way up to a shifter cart, so you can actually get on track. But I'm not sure the completion. Brit Brittany may know. I know she she was really hoping to have a race there last year. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, they, Brittany, they, it was on the schedule, right? At one point, it was. It was, and we had an exceptionally rainy year, um, and along with some other you know hiccups they had within the the county and and stuff like that. Um, everything just got set back. And then with the pandemic as well, there were so many cost changes, right? So when you budget for certain expenses and the cost of concrete goes up and the cost yeah. of all the things, now you have to go back to the drawing board and start, you know, all of this back over. And if you're funding and, and things like that, I mean, there's just so many different levels to, I mean, Mark knows too, there's just so many levels on how this track needs to be completed. Yeah. that um you know it's just gonna take more time which is you know again why it's not on the schedule this year for next year because we're just not i mean they're just still working through all those things and um you know sometimes when you get excited about building the track you forget about some of the little pieces like That's running true. a big event like ours That's really yep. takes right because the track yep. itself like mark said is drivable but you know, when I have to bring in scales and there's not a level ground to put it on or yeah. there's no parking facility, I, I just, you know, we got to wait till that stuff is actually done and in the ground. Yeah, let's not bring but, up rain anymore because Rudolph will start having, uh, <laughs> having <laughs> nightmares about what he does with speed sports. <laughs> right, Alan? Did I tell you it rained this morning? Did yeah, it rain this morning? Woke, woke, up, woke me up this morning. It was uh, crazy. <laughs> Alan, let's talk about speed sports. What else are you guys doing? I know, I know obviously you got the you got the club track. I mean, the, the rental car track. You got the, the track itself. I know you're doing drifting there as well. Yeah. I, do, you have, do you got motorcycles? Yep. Are you got the motorcycle guys on there too? Yeah. Um, motorcycles, I basically about a year ago kind of opened it up to whoever. It, it goes back to the COVID thing. When yeah. we shut down, talk about a panic mode, you know. Um, we got this massive facility here that has to make noise to make money, <laughs> right. you know. And yeah, it yeah. was quiet for a little while, but the only thing I could do really was open it to members only. So I let motorcycles join as members, cars, all the drift car guys joined as members. So we had a real nice spike in membership last year mm -hmm. um, just to, <laughs> so that people could come drive. I mean, basically yep. everyone wanted to get out of the house. And so um, the drifting thing, as much as I hate it, I hate it for a lot of reasons because they tear up my grass. Um, they don't really tear the track up at all. In fact, it kind of makes it look good. That puts rubber down over the whole damn thing. So it looks yep. like it's kind of fresh, um, <laughs> but they go off track and, you know, rut up the edges. And uh, so like I had to get five loads of dirt dropped off yesterday so that I can have a dirt party next week and fix all you the ruts to, that hey, they put in. You need to be like George Barber at Barber Motorsports Park. You go off the track there, you get an invoice for the mm -hmm. sun. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Right there. You, you drop a wheel, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. And they're noisy as heck, you know, so it pisses off my neighbors a little bit. Uh, so that's, a, I don't really like that. And it, they do get annoying, but at the end of the day, it's a good group of guys and they're pretty consistent. Um, and it's, it's a revenue stream that I never yep. even thought that was possible. Um, Chris Ager from Pass Acres is the one who 
from day one was like, dude, you got to do drift cars, drift cars. That's where the money's at. I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. Until <laughs> I finally did one. And then the reality is, is, you know, it's, it's a good little revenue stream. So we're going to keep doing that. And then uh, there's a car club that comes once a month and treats the track like an autocross. Um, that's nice. become pretty popular. I think at the last event, we had almost 50 cars and they just, instead of doing autocross in a parking lot with cones, they're on the yeah. go-kart track, which is way better than, you know, a parking lot with cones. So that's it. Um, yeah, whatever we can do to turn and burn. Now you, uh, I, know I saw some uh, information as well. You're planning on putting another race on next fall, right? You got some, some not this fall, but next fall, correct, right? I guess we're already Yeah, in that was, that's <laughs> that, uh, the, it, it's basically replacing what was the Supernat shootout thing yeah. uh, last year. And, um, you know, get some good money behind it, uh, a cash purse again, and some other uh, special awards that, you know, we'll, we'll announce all that stuff next year. But just trying to do a big one-off race again that that pays some money. And and to be fair, I think the Supernat shootout thing kind of scared away the regional guys. I mean, we have such a big regional crowd right now that, if I just get the top level regional teams to come play, well, that's what I'm looking for. You know, um, yeah, just a big money race is really what it boils down to. And and we those guys didn't come to the Supernat shootout because they, in my opinion, assumed that all the big name guys, you know, <laughs> were coming and they just didn't. They just didn't go. Uh, yeah, so I hear you. Rebranding it, remarketing a little bit differently, and, and just make a big money race. You've got one of the best racetracks in the country. I, I, I always love going down there. When are we get? When are you going to get a big national? Uh, you're killing me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, dude. It's, what is happening? Right? Just, but look, um, I mean, Brittany is probably the, the TSRS this last year is probably a good example of what, quite frankly, we'll just throw it up there. Mark Coates is afraid of that we don't have enough space. Yeah. But uh, we packed Brittany in with no problem. And when we didn't have cars parked in the parking lot, there was a lot of open space. Um, the reality is, is the, the way that we had it set up this time, uh, you couldn't put a car in the parking lot. We had to park in other places. It's the 300 plus cars or whatever that end up true. Coming, and they take yeah. up a bunch of pit space. So when we didn't have any cars parked, there, there was a lot of open space in there and I could lay it out. There's other ways I can lay it out, too. I mean, um, you know, when I first was when we first opened and I was trying to get Tom to come down here, Scusa Pro Tour, he's like, I need 220 spaces. I gave him a pit map of 219 spaces. So I, there's plenty of room, but, um, you know, I think the, the news is already out that probably USPKS won't be coming here, although Mark has not told me that yet. And when I <laughs> hit him up about it, he said, listen, it's not, we're not, didn't say no yet. We're, it's not that we're not, we don't know yet. So, uh, so that to me is kind of a heavy no, but <laughs> I got to get him here to show him, you know, that uh, there's plenty of space. Um, and then obviously with the hotel right across the street, for yeah. those who stay at the hotel, they can just walk. You don't even have to drive a car over. That's the it. biggest thing that chews up a bunch of space is RVs. Well, I have an RV park right next door, so you can just yeah. put them big coaches over at the RV park and walk over. There's plenty of room here. Um, I know that I can make it happen. I just can't convince them to get here and see it firsthand. Uh, well, and I listen, I'll, here's Mark trailer and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll agree with Mark speed sports, uh, create some of the best racing of any track in the country, man. I've really enjoyed calling races there. I've said this, there's legitimately seven or eight places to pass on that racetrack. Yeah. I agree you know, with when that. I, yeah. When yeah. I designed it, you know, I really wanted that. I wanted it to race. Well, I wanted it to be fun to drive and race well and passing. And it's interesting that, um, there are a couple of corners where I didn't fit where I thought on paper would be <laughs> a passing zone, but it doesn't race that way. And then there's yeah. other corners where I didn't think the racing would happen. But as soon as the carts start mixing it up and turn seven and, and all of a sudden turn eight is a passing zone and yeah. through nine and man, you know, so there's places that pass because of the racing that that's I didn't it. think would be passing places. Yeah, that's cool. Here's a racer loves it. Alex Stanfield. I love speed sports. That's Thank fantastic. You, Alex. Yeah. All right. So hey, listen, we've, we've kind of gone through everything. Uh, I want to now jump into the national thing because Texas, I don't know what it is. Like I said, I've been announcing national races for 20 something years and there's always badass drivers out of Texas, right? I don't know what it's probably the racetracks. It's probably maybe plays a bit to Denton and the way you have to be, it's a bull ring. You have to have your elbows up, whatever it may be. Mark, let's start with you because you've got a kid who has gone from Denton, Texas, you not knowing what to do to being, you know, one of the number one shifter car drivers in the country for however many years now. Um, what is it about Texas, man? That, that like, it's just the Texans want to run nationally. That's one thing I do like that. You got a lot of great teams. They want to come and run national races, but what is it about Texas and that, that makes these guys so good? Is it the fact that you can drive all year long? What is it? 
I think that's some of it. I think you can drive all year long and then, you know, th these guys race so much, you know, um, and competition breeds competition. So they, you know, all these guys call each other and decide to go race. And, you know, like at Denton, there's, you know, everybody knows shifters kind of struggling a little bit, but in Denton, they'll all call each other and, and there'll be 20 shifters at a club <laughs> race just because everybody called everybody. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it's just kind of one of those things that, <clears throat> these guys call each other to get ready for a national event and they practice together and, and uh, they all pretty much all raced each other. And the same thing with the junior ranks too. these guys, junior ranks, cadet ranks, all that, that go race nationally. They're, they're groomed at the regional level to do well. And they understand the, all the rules and, and most of that. So when they go to the national stuff, it's all a little bit easier. Isn't it amazing how there's been a couple of different generations of it as well? I, you know, I, I, I can go all the way back, like I said, yeah. to the old school guys when I started Shifter Card Illustrated with the Colin Linz and, and Bradfield and, uh, and again, guys like uh, Kyle Martin and, and Trevor McAllister and so many great guys that have come out of Texas. And then you get the group of master's drivers that have come through, right? You've got Jordan Musser, you've got Ryan Kinnear, you've got Rod, you've got Nathan Stewart, all these badass guys and coming through the master's categories. We pause our face-to-face -face broadcast for this quick commercial break. Stay tuned for more here on the EKN Radio Network. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the Road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three runs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and a paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000 output to 250 horsepower for the Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung on the road to Indy. Add in increased grip and more aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible training machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Delara IL-15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has trained so many drivers in the IndyCar series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. The program is unprecedented around the world, offering the opportunity to climb the ladder with over $2 million in scholarships to the champions in USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, and Indy Lights. Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Joseph Newgarden, Pato Award, Connor Daly, Jack Harvey, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, Ed Jones, Charlie Kimball, Dalton Kellett, and Renus VK. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there is only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. With over 35 years of manufacturing experience, Precision Karting Technologies is the leader in American-made components. We produce high-quality products, led by our full line of chromoly and mild steel axles. Metric or Imperial, standard or custom, we have what you need. Collars, keys, bearings, we're the source for axle components in the USA. We're not just axles either. At PKT, we can manufacture motor mounts, hubs, brake rotors, and even GoPro mounts. We're also the choice for axle and chassis straightening. We've designed a dedicated table for the sole purpose of straightening and laser aligning your chassis. If needed, we have the capability to cut, replace, and weld portions of your chassis as well. Big crash bent your frame? Send it to us. Broke a spindle yoke off in a wreck? We can replace it. You don't need to toss that expensive frame in the trash bin. We can fix it. We can repair and straighten chassis, and we CNC machine the finest karting products in the country. With over 70 dealers throughout the U.S. and Canada, it's easy to choose PKT. Family owned and operated, proudly made in the USA. PKT, what's in your cart? Located in Mooresville, North Carolina, on-site at GoPro Motorplex, Cartsport North America features over 6,000 square feet of retail space. Along with being the official race team and distributor for the Cart Republic chassis, they offer full retail sales, cart service and storage, and products from the top brands in the sport, such as CZ Chain, Talon Sprockets, SKF Bearings, and Prisma Tire Gauges. If you want to take your racing to the next level, they also offer driver training and coaching programs available trackside at GoPro Motorplex. 
they have a massive inventory. So head to their online store at cartsportna.com to get same-day shipping of the parts and components that you need. While you're there, check out their used section of carts, engines, parts, and accessories. Cartsport North America, top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. Welcome back to Face to Face on the EKN Radio Network. Pardon me? And single speed stuff too with Miguel Mir and Yeah, and, Miguel. Uh, you know, 100%. Sean, I mean, there's just there's a lot of single speed stuff too, not just shifter that, that Well, is, but uh, then and then you go to this new generation of kids that have come through the junior class and are now kind of in the senior class. You know, you look at Alex Stanfield and John Burke. Um, you look at uh, you know, Brandon Tyner. Like I'm it's just it's ridiculous how many yeah, Jack Crawford, exactly. You look at these, it's just, I don't know what, again, I don't know what's in the water down there, but there's, it's, if you want to be a good race carter, go to tech, go live in Texas. It's mm-hmm. just amazing, isn't it? Isn't it? Yep. It's crazy. Rob, what do you think about that, man? You obviously, the masters, the masters stuff was pretty badass down there. And you guys are just, you know, you guys fight every race, you guys fight tooth and nail. It's for sure. For sure. Right? And uh, I remember the first time I went to, to Denton after I thought I was good in a shifter, I went up to Denton. <laughs> Running like mid 36s, and then Jake French runs like a 35 2 or something. And I, and I said, Well, these guys are obviously cheating, you know, <laughs> but they weren't, you know. And it was, it was, you have to have the, the mindset to keep digging, keep digging for those hundreds, keep digging for the tents, do all the little things because they all add up. And yeah, I think that's what exactly. Texas drivers do, they keep digging. Hey, let's shoot. Let, let's give a shout out to this guy here, Richard Seiler. The NTK shifter guys are chatting all the time. Helps with uh, participation. But Rich has been writing a badass article series on mm-hmm. eCardi News. I know Mark, he's down there. I know you've helped him out a little bit. But Richard's a guy getting back into shifter kart racing. And every time I get a new, we get a new submission from him. I can't wait to read it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he's awesome. He showed up at uh at Las Vegas and uh, was. I saw was that. Check out the race. Yep. That's awesome. So, all right, let's, let's, Brittany, let's come back to you. Let's go around the horn about 2022. Uh, Brittany, let's start with you. What are you excited about for anything new for 2022 for the Texas Sprint Racing Series? Well, the biggest thing that just got announced and released yesterday was the cart chaser. So we're going to broadcast our races next year. So, and Xander was your play-by-play guy last year too, right? No, um, our announcer last year was Deke. Oh, um, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but Xander's got a great little thing going and, you know, really we have so many people in Texas, but we have family everywhere. They just wants to, to see the action. Right. Yep. Um, I think the last race of the year we were able to, you know, broadcast online. Um, but we really want to step it up next year with our, our, um, entries being, where they are, you know, that's sort of the next step for us. Yeah. And, and, and Brittany numbers breed numbers. Do, do you feel like you're going to have even more next year? Do you feel like it's kind of, have you leveled off of your plateau? You know, you're, you're, you're at 40 and KA, that's kind of a plateau, yes. you, but you, but you've got guys moving. Like you said, you know, juniors moving up, people moving all over the place. Do you feel like there's room for growth in some of the other categories to maybe take you to a different higher level? Yeah, I think there's definitely still some growth, Um, you know, there's and there's the option for people to run multiple classes like Miguel Mir was racing K.A. senior and master last year. Um, (laughs) So, you know, we'll really just see what what everybody happens. But I I assume or I'm hoping that there's more entries next year that the classes stay strong and get bigger. Um, I'm hoping that you know, some of the Swift classes grow. I know several of our kid carts, like I said, are moving up to micro um, and different things like that. But from what I understand, people are still excited and and our 206 program is still great as well. Um, You know, it's, there's a lot of kids that'll run 206 cadet along with micro or mini Swift. And and man, those kids, I'm like, how are you still awake at the end of the day? Cause I'm (laughs) tired watching you. Right. No kidding. No kidding. (laughs) All right, Alan, let's come to you. I know that I think you still, I I keep seeing online. I think you guys still have like an endurance race coming up for the rental car track. That's coming up pretty soon. Right. That's not the rental car track. That's our annual reindeer run. Okay. Uh, we call it the reindeer run uh, yeah. because it's right around Christmas time. The week, week tell me about that. Christmas. Well, it's an LO206 only race. And yeah, it's four hours, four hour oh, enduro. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, we run into the night. We start late enough in the afternoon that it, it starts in the daytime, finishes at night. 
that's been hugely popular. We that's last great. year, I think we had like 24 or 26 entries teams, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just all the LO206 platform only. Um, I love it. It's super fun. It's a great time. That's awesome. What about what about the speed sports racing team uh, as well for for next year? I know you and I keep talking about that a little bit. You've kept yeah. it tight. You have a certain amount of guys that are kind of your family, or your your people from the track. Uh, you did yeah. USPKS this year. I, I know, and I know some of your guys were stepping up and looking really good. Is that in the plans for next year as well? Yeah, that's one hundred percent the plans right now at this point. We um, well, we're as a team wait, waiting to see if USPKS was coming here or not, and then deciding that that was going to be our national level program, um, okay. but. I have a good core group of, of um, cadets that, well, my cadets are moving to mini. So I, I, I'm right now I have one micro, one mini for next year and, and a whole bunch of juniors and a handful of senior kids. And uh, Aiden will be back running with us next year. So excited about that. And yeah, Mark. Thank <laughs> 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 you, Mark. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, you know, like you said earlier, the race team was never something that speeds we wanted to do in the beginning. It was not in our business plan, but it became mm -hmm. just evident that we needed to have one. You know, like Mark has got a great program where he gets to go hang out and help everybody out. Well, that didn't work for me necessarily. So, uh, <laughs> so here we can now have this race team and it's been a great extension of the business and, um, you know, it's extension of my school. So uh, exactly. co coaching the kids and, and coaching new people coming in is all part of, it's all part of speed sports and, and my school. That's fantastic. All right, Rod, coming around the horn to you right now. Let's talk about a uh, heart of uh, heart of Texas. Uh, one thing I was going to ask you is I know that you said you're kind of growing the, the your program. Are most of your racers, are they stay at home guys? Are they running just your club or do some of them go out and potentially run some of the regional races? I would say 20 to 30% are travel from out of town. we got a couple of guys from NTK okay. coming down and uh, right. a couple of guys from Hill Country coming up. So it's it's a good mix. So uh, Feeling yeah, like there's good, moment, good momentum for next year? Man, lately it's – if you would have asked me two months ago, I would have said we had great momentum. But lately it's been kind of like a Bitcoin stock chart. It's been kind of up and down <laughs> as far as attendance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, listen, everyone, there's lots of racing, like you said. People well, just yeah. – Stay That's what I was going to say. Part of yeah. that is just it's the end of the year. You know, yep. our club races wow. at the beginning of the season, we had almost 100 entries at club races. And then it boils down to there's just by the end of the year, everyone's burnt out. It's too much. Yeah. It's just too much, you know. So, yep. um, yeah, we're going to do as a club, we're going to do as a club, as a track owned. But we're going to we're going <laughs> to do less track races. the track series. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're going to do less club races. Um, I, you know, I, I as a business, I need something happening here like every month. Right. Yeah. Rather, it's. Britney series come in or whatever, or my club races. So between, between the club races and regional series stuff and my annual reindeer run, um, you know, that I, I have something going on once a month, That's but a good our idea. club That's series, it. our club That's is it. only going to be eight races. So Rod, listen, you and I talked before and I said the same thing. This has been like the only year in like the last 27 where I haven't raced even one race. And I don't think you've raced this uh, that one race this year. Are you going to do anything else? You ran Rock Vegas. Are you going to do anything else this year or what? I'm certainly going to try. Uh, we have, a, Like I said, we had a good group of core people at, at Waco that I think yeah. is, is ready to just kind of run a race. Where I, I feel like I have to be there, which I really don't. They can run a Understood. race. Yep. But uh, yeah, for sure. To get back in the saddle, I need to for sure. Because after that <laughs> Rock race, I was whipped. Were I was absolutely whipped. Yeah, I was way out of shape. Yeah. Listen, you and, I, and you and I talk. Listen, I know you want to get up to Super Nationals, so you're saying that if anybody needs a mechanic, you're available. Uh, I'm for hire. That's right. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I, I figured I'd do a classified on here. Get, give give Ron a hand. Yeah. Nathan Stewart's gonna push you out and not go racing this weekend uh, at Super National. I think he's busy with work. So yeah, I know yeah, that you uh, sure. you guys you guys wrench for each other. Uh, so you seriously, but you're available. Somebody wants somebody, right? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. All right. Well, that. How about bartending right. work? I can be a bartender. Yeah. 15, 15 bucks an hour. Let's go. The tips is uh, where it's at. Hey, Mark French, I don't know if you're going to be here or not, but Mike Edel's put this out here. NTK's endurance race this weekend. Sign up. That's right. You're going to be there? I will be there. Full That's mass it. Motorsports will be there, not with a team, but uh, obviously supporting my customers and helping out. So, well, so Rob. Yes. Not to jump in there, but the fact that you Bring haven't in. raced all year seems like you need to come do the reindeer run. I'm pretty sure I can, somebody will share their seat with you. Listen, 100%. Oh, Alan, did it. you see your son call you? I know. Up? I just because I, I, <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm going to change the subject. Uh, <laughs> Alan needs to race the <laughs> super hats. Yeah, I like oh, that. Yeah. Aiden Rudolph dropping the hammer. 
Yep. Yeah, no, that ain't well, happening. Listen, hey, listen, Aiden, Aiden, don't mess with your budget, dude. If he's yeah. going, coming out of your budget. <laughs> I would race I'm, except I'm for, life, uh, yeah. Tells me I'm in life shape now, not racing shape. So I, uh, I, I, drove, that's a not, that's, I drove a shifter car look at this. a month ago, and I swear to God, I yeah, was going to die go? after like 10. I, I thought I was hauling ass, and I was like a second slower than him, and I, <laughs> I was going to die after 10 laps. <laughs> Which speaks volumes that Bonner Moulton can still do it. Oh, right? man. Right? Yeah. Right? No, listen, right? you got to If you're going to drive a shifter cart properly today, you got to do it all the time. That's and be it. In, or be in shape. You just can't. You can't be out of it for a couple of years. I mean, it's been years since I drove one, believe it or not, and there's no way, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just not surprising. The minute me racing comes up, here comes Don Gilbo. Cole is faster. Oh, wow. yeah! <laughs> Shots fired. Never ending. But he's, he's still never beat me <laughs> ever. So why don't you two just come share a go kart for the reindeer run? I just ah. can't. I got no time. I got no time. Whatever. I can't do I it. No I'll tell you about it later. Um, Mark, let's, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap up with you. Mark, obviously, well, let's let's talk a bit about full gas. Where are you going to be next year? Obviously, the program you've, you've sold I, you told over a hundred go karts, I think, over the last year and a half or whatever. It's amazing what you've been able to do down there in terms of of uh, selling Burrell product and really supporting people as well. What are your plans for twenty twenty two? And then we'll talk about Supernat with your kid. Yeah, just just to keep doing the same. Um, you know, sales a little bit down this year in terms of carting, but I, I've started having the benefit of selling all the parts, so it's been really nice. Um, yeah. But still, the same thing. Try to support NTK, be there as much as I can, and. My thing with NTK, I usually get there on a Friday and uh, and stay until Sunday and because it's just a massive flow of traffic from Friday afternoon practice all the way through the race day and then all the people that stay on Sunday. So that's usually my weekends when I'm not on the road with Jake. Um, and then to support the regional support, Brittany, and and uh, have several people that, you know, just like we talked about, several people that are moving up from kid carts and the cadets and then uh, cadets and the juniors and it's it's kind of neat to see them evolve and and st step to the next class so that's been fun helping helping them do that so what about your kid going to try to win the supernats here in, in shifter this year what do you think I, I man i think it's i think it's pretty good we uh we unloaded a new card in in uh the new s14 at at rock and and uh built it on wednesday and it, it showed uh put it on pole with uh yeah put it on pole yeah. and and uh, showed massive speed, so we're, we're really excited. I, I'll tell you, we have, uh, I think, 15 uh, shifter carts under the tent for PSL and uh, almost 30 total uh, carts under the tent uh, for Super Nats, and a lot of the Europeans are coming too. So, uh, A couple of quick good. questions here, Mark. We'll go right with you. Here's one here, first and foremost. Not sure if you talked about it, but how about the new fuel Scoos is introducing to their series? Any thoughts? I'll come to you, Mark, obviously, because you're, you know, you tuned for your kid. What do you think about this, this Aspen fuel? Are you part of the testing that they did at Utah? Uh, no, but I, I have, I've had uh, conversations with a lot of people and, and, uh, and in particular, Billy Musgrave, I, I probably figured he had done some testing with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he gave me some real good insight and, Basically, it, it's it's a weird fuel. It horsepower wise, it was exactly the same. And uh, it, the, he said, Billy said the the biggest thing is is if you tune off of spark plugs or exhaust or piston, you're it's going to be difficult to do because the spark plug will read one way, the piston and the exhaust will read another way. So all right, interesting. Uh, yeah. So that's but uh, but in terms of fuel and uh, or I'm, I'm sorry, in terms of horse, horsepower and stuff, it was exactly the same. Okay. Uh, one last question here. What about the IKF Grand Nationals at Speedsport next year? Alan? <laughs> Alan <Tucker. laughs> yeah, no, I'm in on that. Uh, it's funny you say that. I, 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 I think that's a great idea. I do too. Yeah, I, yeah we're, I we're in talks. In. We're in talks to try to bring IKF Grands to Texas in the next few years. So I, I don't think that's completely unreasonable. Um, can't say for right. sure next year, but I would hope sometime soon. Well, guys, I think that's it. Questions are pretty much done. Thank you so much for joining us. I really wanted to kind of dive into talking about what's going on in Texas. And I think obviously everybody given their their kind of feel for it, you know, Mark from, from the NTK side and, and the industry side, of course, uh, Alan, everything he's doing at Speed Sports. And uh, uh, Rod, thanks. Thank you so much for coming in. I know it's kind of, it's kind of a last minute call. It was actually Mark that said, hey, you, you got to talk to Rod about what's going on in Waco. <laughs> I, I just like the fact that there's this track there that's kind of a, a club track, at least said from the late 50s, a legendary track in the sport. And you got you got a good group of people in there trying to rebuild it. That, I think that's just amazing. 
Absolutely. And a huge thanks to, to Mark and you, Rob, for uh, letting me on your show. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. It. And Brittany, man, Texas Sprint Racing Series, always great to have a strong regional program. And here are the numbers you guys have. It's, again, numbers breed numbers. Momentum is big. Um, man, just uh, good luck with next year. Sounds like things are going to be fun. Thank you. And we have some more information. Thanks, Sorry, Chat uh, Brittany, you, you, you froze. You froze, Brittany. Keep going. Oh. I'll, I'll let you finish up. Oh, I was just saying, hopefully we can have another chat next year when we have more, uh, you know, official news. That's it. Count me in. We'll do it. <laughs> we'll do it again. Guys, thank you so much. I'll Perfect. drop you. Stay in the back of the studio. We'll wrap things up. We'll get rid of the guys here. Come back to me by myself. Be sure it'll allow things up here. There we go. All right, guys. Hey. Yeah, fantastic opportunity to talk to some of the players in Texas karting. You, I think you could just feel uh, the momentum. The strong club level racing, a, a huge regional program right now. There's going to be a live video of that program next year as well. And we keep talking about the fact that so many of these Texas carters, there's so many good drivers. I had a chance, of course, to announce for, for many years uh, for the Texas Pro Car Challenge with, uh, with Mark and Gina French. And to be able to be down there and see this wheel-to-wheel action, man, it was uh, it was fun to watch. And I think Again, we go to these national level races and these guys are running up front for race wins, whether it's a micro, mini, junior, senior, and of course, masters as well. Shifter card guys have always been good, right, in, in Texas. But appreciate them joining us, folks. And thank you so much for being part of it. We do appreciate it. My name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.